Are you looking to grow your business and stay resilient? Look no further than FM Global. With over 180 years of scientific research and engineering expertise, we bring innovative solutions to ensure your commercial property today so you can prosper tomorrow. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's time for the most well-known sports radio icon in St. Louis. The show that begs you to answer the question, can I ever be this good? It's time for the Charlie Tuna Show. Presented by Ameren, Illinois on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Welcome to the Charlie Tony Show on Monday night here, 590. What's up, Seth? Good evening, Jess. How we doing? Good. Tom, I almost said Tom Wiley. Tom's not here. <laughs> I'll tell her about it. I forget people's names. What's up, Joe Davis? Hey, that's a hard name. Mm-hmm. Call me Tom now. That's no, a big no. difference. <laughs> no, I'm don't call your uncle. Yeah. What you Please do this don't. Weekend, Seth? Uh, I went down to Benton, Illinois with oh. uh, with my girlfriend. Yeah, did a lot. went to the uh, state fair in, uh, in uh, DeCoin, oh. Illinois. Yeah. I went there once Oof. in my life. I went there once. How was that? That does not sound like fun. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't one time. I told my uh, mother, don't you ever really? go there. <laughs> she said, you lucky you made it back. 4-H club. That sounded like a sundown town. <laughs> yeah. There was another one here in Missouri. We used to go to, my brother and I used to go to that. I forgot where it was. It was in Missouri. It was a state fire. So, okay, you know, depends on the people that like in high school, one time I went to Litchfield with my uh, friends, like after a basketball game, and we spent the night up there. 
Oops. My mom was so mad. She said, boy, if you don't get <laughs> out of Litchfield, Illinois. Was Illinois. Illinois. You in Litchfield, Illinois. Illinois. Oh, my God, man. Still can't do it. Uh, Skip Webber, we're joining us. Joe Fresh, we'll have a usual cast of characters. Tomorrow night, it'll be Benjamin Hockman from The Post, as well as Jeff Gordon, Howard Balls of Wednesday, the former head coach of Alabama. Gene Stallings will be guests on Thursday night. And they had a special yesterday about SEC South, and he's the one that told him that he didn't like the playoff system back in 1992, but they uh, made it to the playoff back then. He didn't like the, the SEC playoff system, but now he says he loves it. We'll talk about it. Of course, he's a good friend of Saban. We'll talk about that and call him back. All right. They call him back. He, uh, Saban, we, they had a special yesterday on the SEC Network about Alabama. And Gene Stallings back in 1979 when he took over, but in 1992, I believe, he said he didn't like the new format that came up with the East and West. He said he didn't like that. Oh, really? He said because after you won your division, you'd have to pay for the championship mm-hmm. in order to get to the national championship. He said he didn't like it. That is a lie. For but he said he wants to talk about that. He didn't like it, but he, he, uh, he liked it. But uh, I remember... You you probably don't remember this play. They played the national championship game in 1992 before way before you guys. But if you know sports, you'll know this. They ran a Miami was the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. Remember the play they ran? They ran a, Miami caught a, a wide receiver caught a play, ran the ball all the way down the uh, field, and one of the uh, Alabama players. Yeah, yeah, remember yeah. Play? I remember that play. Yes, and that's what I'm talking about. You don't remember that, do you? I wasn't born. That don't mean nothing. <laughs> don't mean nothing. It's time for the Weber Report. Brought to you by Weber Chevrolet and WeberChevrolet.com. Now, now, here's Skip Weber. Skip Weber. What's up, Skip? How you doing, Charlie? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. Good. Had a good weekend. Uh, Cardinals are doing well. It's a lot of fun to be a Cardinal fan right now. As I told you about Tyler O'Neill, he's hitting RBIs. Our manager is using the entire lineup, and uh, this team looks well. I don't know if we're going to beat the Braves or the Mets to, to go to the World Series or the Dodgers, but we look good right now. I think that we can beat any of them. Mm-hmm. Will we? I don't know. You know, you talk about Tyler O'Neill, and you know what's impressed me about him? His batting eye is a hundred times better than what it used to be. Mm-hmm. That that everybody says, "Oh, walk for for the win the game, whatever." That's not impressive. That if that was so impressive, and we were talking about it today. Let me just go over that at bat with you. This is what impressed me about him. Okay, mm-hmm. they they know that he can crush a fastball, so the Braves pitcher is trying to get the breaking ball over for a strike, and he couldn't do it. And Tyler O'Neill was not swinging at it. Two years ago, Tyler O'Neill strikes out, maybe on three pitches. Mm-hmm. Then ball three, he didn't have the green light per se, but they grooved one for him and he crushed it foul. That, that, you know, it wasn't ball four. He didn't swing at ball four, but it was three and oh, 
And you think, why don't you take that? Well, you normally do, but there was definitely a strike, and it was exactly where he expected it. So he did swing, and he crushed it, barely foul. And that, in my opinion, set up ball four. Because mm-hmm. they knew right then, we can't throw this guy. They were hoping that that breaking ball would dip in for a strike, or he would chase it, and he didn't. He laid off it, ball four, walks, wins the game. That is not seen in the box score. If you're not watching it, you can't even relate to it. That's exactly what happened. And two years ago, that kid does not do that, in my opinion. It's called discipline. way better. Discipline. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Discipline, played discipline, took the walk, won the game, and then came back the next day and cracked a three-run homer pinch hitting. Skip, obviously obviously the additions of Montgomery and Quintana have been huge, but compare us, our team, from a a few months ago to now. What has been the biggest difference to make us look like contenders? Well, people are healthy. I mean, we had a lot of we had a lot of uh, um, banged up people, and we still got Yepes coming back, and definitely the two pitchers, two left-handed pitchers that give you a bunch of innings. Always, they're always good for you know. I guess they've each had a start where they got yanked early, but they're always good for six innings plus. That keeps your bullpen fresh. That means your bullpen is not going to blow as many games. I'll tell you what else is huge. Harrison Bader had the, all those streaks, and everybody was liked him and everything. But ever since he got injured, Lars Newtbar's played every day. He's got one of the best on-base percentages in, in, in the National League, and he's made a huge difference too. Everybody else has upped their game. you still got Arenado and Goldschmidt have been raking all year, and that's great. But everybody else is kind of dangerous. They're heating up a little bit. We had a bunch of guys hitting low 200s. Everybody's up in the 40s now. They've all been hitting same players. We didn't add too many, um, you know, people from minor leagues or anything. I can't wait for Yepes to get up, get him in the mix. He was excited. Mm-hmm. But I don't know where he's going to play. O'Neal, Carlson, and Newt are all kicking some butt. You know, getting back to Tyler O'Neill, between him and Tommy Edmonds, that that battery is looking better and better. You know, Tyler O'Neill, when he was injured, it took him a while, Skip, to get his uh, A game back, but he's back now, I believe. I agree. I agree. And if he plays like he played last year when he had 32 home runs, we're going to be – I think our offense is tough to beat. Look, we were getting no hit with two outs in the sixth inning, okay? We scored six runs in the game. Think about that. We were it was a no hitter till two outs in the sixth inning, and we scored six runs. Usually, in a game like that, you get a couple hits and maybe a run. You don't come back and score a bunch of runs and win. It's just, I mean, sometimes it happens, of course. But my point is that offense is pretty potent, even against a team with a good pitching staff like Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I was shocked that we came back and won. I, I really am against Atlanta. Ben well, and, yeah, really, a shock. I was shocked. Atlanta, Atlanta left here thinking, man, we could have swept them, That's but right. they didn't. They lost the series. We're a good team. We are a good team with two. Here, we got the two top MVP candidates playing for us. Of course, we're going to get some runs. When we get good pitching, it's we're tough, tough to beat. I'm, I'm looking at Goldie, man. If Goldie doesn't win this MVP. Something's wrong. Yeah, something is wrong with the award. And we all know that a lot of these people that are voting for it don't know anything. We know that. They're dumb. 
You see it every year. You see dumb votes and dumb comments and Hall of Fame votes are stupid or whatever. But if he is not on everybody's ballot and first on almost everybody's ballot, they haven't. They have. They know nothing about the game of baseball. <laughs> Skip. Not only is his triple crown stats. Look at his triple crown stats. He's getting a lot of walks too. Mm-hmm. He's also hitting a whole bunch of doubles. I mean, his slugging percentage and his. On base, all, all the all the offensive stats are amazing. Playing Gold Glove caliber first base, team leader, not making any noise, not making any disruption. Easily the most valuable player in the league. Skip Wainwright has an ERA at home of two, and then over four on the road. As the playoffs move forward, or when we hit to the playoffs, do you feel more comfortable with him pitching at home and Marmol kind of rotating the rotation to where no, he pitches at home? I think if you look at that, when Yachty was gone, he had some more road games. I think I think that's more it than anything else. Now, of course, he's stronger at home, and if you can do that on a tweak, yeah, you can tweak the rotation. But I wouldn't be no. religious about it, and I wouldn't stress about it. I'm yeah. telling you right now, Wainwright starts a game in the playoffs. You can better believe we'll 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 be we'll be in the game, no matter if it's home or away. I'm telling you that right now. I think you'll see if the if the overall deal. When, when Yachty was gone and he didn't have his best battery mate and the guy that they had so much synergy with, I think he had some extra away games during that time. He's, he's had a couple really good away game starts. Maybe a couple dogs, but I'm, I'm not worried about it. If you, if, you, if you go in and it's his turn in the rotation and we're in L.A., I'm fine with waiting my start the game. Yeah, why would, why would, you, why would the manager do something that, that's stupid to, to tweak him? Plus, he's the veteran pitcher. Well, Why would he do when that? When you're playing the percentages, when you're playing the percentages, you you, oh. you can do that. But I'm still saying I'm still comfortable with it. That's right. Leave it there. Leave it alone. We don't we don't need to tweak nothing right now, except the way he's been. That's why he's been so doggone good. Only problem he may have is at the tail end of his relief pitching. But other than that, he's been fantastic. Do you think he left Wayne O'Neill too long the other night? No, I wish you'd have left him in one more batter. I don't think that three-run homer happens off Wainwright. You know, I love Helsley and his hundred miles an hour, but it's hard to it's hard to hit a home a home run like that off a of seventy. I think I wish Wainwright had stayed in one more bat. Now I'm not criticizing. I didn't mind that. I love seeing that when you have a a curveball, predominant curveball and spot fastball. It's not getting over the low nineties get replaced by a reliever that's hit this throwing a hundred that really messes batters up. But, and, and for a couple pitches, if he, if he could have got those in and, and got it by when he was following it off, it would have been, but, but he, the guy zeroed in on it. I forget the guy's name. He's a good player. And uh, it's escaping me right now, but he's a good player. <clears throat> but I don't think he hits that team. We'll run up a 75 mile an hour fast about curveball. Who do you feel more comfortable with in the closer stretch down the roll uh, or down the stretch, um, Gallegos or Helsley? Helsley all day long. That's so long. Doesn't walk anybody. Doesn't walk anybody. <clears throat> Throws the ball well. Goes all the way from upper 80s, low 90s sliders to 101 fastballs <clears throat> all day long. Give me Helsley. I think he should be the closer once the playoffs start of every game we win. Uh, Skip, Yachty is 0 for 17 since he went to Puerto Rico to watch that uh, champ- his team win the championship in basketball. Are you any concerns with Yachty? No. What 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 are people saying that are concerning? I mean, he's 
No production offensively, basically. Yeah, but I'm saying you say that there's been other stretches of the of the uh, year and of his career and of last year or whatever when he had the same, similar thing. Mm-hmm. I don't concern myself with him. I still think he still has good bat discipline. Uh, he's still the best person we could have behind the plate. Yeah. So, you know, the truth of the matter is we don't have a pitcher bat anymore. So right now, if Yachty's struggling, guess what we have? Offense in eight positions in the order. Not many teams can say that. And he can, I'm and not he worried can, about Yachty at all. And he can handle all the pitchers. This is that's what I like key. about him. Yeah. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah. That's the key. Skip, uh, your University of Illinois football team looked damn good against Wyoming Saturday. And that sounds kind of funny. Oh, well, who's Wyoming? But every now and then, Wyoming puts out a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to be this way or not, but Wyoming's a dangerous team to schedule the first day of game of the season. A lot of people do it, and they upset people every now and then. Yeah. Every now and then, they have a decent team. But, yeah, I love, I love seeing that. Hopefully, Illinois can, get a good, can have a good season. I'd love to see that happen. The uh, odds came out for the Missouri uh, Louisiana game, Louisiana State game, Louisiana Tech, Tech game. Mizzou's favorite about nineteen. Skip, who would jump? <laughs> I think that's uh, that's realistic. I think that's three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they need to outsc- outscore them by a touchdown in three of the four quarters. That's all they got to do. That's not. I think they can do that. Down the stretch or with the uh, with the Mizzou team, what do you think? I don't know. Say right before they play Georgia, how do you how do you think that they'll be doing by then? Well, I gotta watch them. I mean, I have no idea. I think that uh, I think they'll be better than two wins, like everybody's predicting them. I really do. I, you know, I, I watched all the bowl games last year. Okay, and I'm telling you, other than Alabama, Georgia, and Arkansas. I'm not impressed with the South, Southeast Conference going into this year. I think Mizzou has a shot at beating Kentucky and beating South Carolina and beating Bay. Of course, they're going to beat Vanderbilt. I think they have a shot at beating Tennessee. They always play Florida tough. They may not win all those games, but they're not going to only win two games. I'm just telling you that right now. If they lose to Kentucky. Charlie and I. Charlie and I have a very serious bet about the Mizzou-Kentucky game. He always tries to forget that. He won't ever bring it up because he knows I'm right. But he he committed to it, and everybody in the audience heard it. So when Mizzou beats Kentucky, he'll owe yeah. me. I don't even remember what we bet. It was like a malt, a malt. five or six hundred dollars. I think it was. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like that. <laughs> and and if they beat Tennessee, I'm gonna come pick you up and take you to work for a week. All right. Remember I'll that get now. The car warmed up. <laughs> I'll get the car warmed up. Okay. That's I, Tennessee doesn't impress me. Tennessee does, does not impress me. You can't sit there and put the SEC name and say, oh, they must be great. Because they, people do that all the time, and yet they still have like 500 records in bowl. Yeah, the, the championship came out of the SEC. You're right. Alabama and Georgia were two of the top three or four best teams. Georgia was the best team in the country. Absolutely. It came out of the SEC. That does not mean that every other team in the league was good. Georgia rolled through the SEC like warm butter. Nobody challenged them at all until Alabama did, at all. Mm-hmm. So that does right. not, I mean, that doesn't make them a good league, uh, you know. And then they were they were under five hundred in the bowls until Alabama and Georgia won. Very unimpressive bowl showing, and that doesn't mean everything either. But if you're so dominant and you're just great because of your league. Wouldn't you think you'd do better than that in the Bulls? And, they, and it happens almost every year. 
So I'm just telling you, Mizzou is going to win more than two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take that to the bank. You mean for the entire season? That's what they, you mm-hmm. told me oh. a couple weeks ago. That's what everybody was predicting. No, they were they would have predicting five and a half, six. Five and a half in Vegas. Yeah. Five and a half in Vegas. Okay. Well, you told me that somebody predicted in the SEC that Mizzou was going to win two games. In their division. They're gonna they'll beat Vanderbilt. Joe Joe, you got this they'll beat Vanderbilt. I don't think they're gonna beat anybody else in that division. Well, who else are they playing? Uh, was terrible. South Carolina. South Carolina, Auburn, Georgia. They'll beat Auburn. Yeah. Auburn and South Carolina were not good last year, very mm-hmm. unimpressive. They always play Florida tough, and you already got them as a beating Kentucky, in my opinion. I got them beating Kentucky. Okay, the big game this weekend, Notre Dame goes to Ohio State. What is it, Joe? Yep, that's right. And Ohio State is favored by 17 points. I think that's a pretty high mm-hmm. spread. Yeah. I would pick Ohio State as the winner of that game, but here's the deal. Ohio State has had some pretty bad opening games the last five years. Mm, that's true. They lost to Oregon a couple years ago at home. They, they were in Columbus. Uh, they they barely beat somebody lesser than Oregon one of those years, too. I don't remember who it was. It, they weren't, it was somebody that wasn't even – you know, impressive at all. And and they've struggled first half in some of those games. I think that's that's why it's too high. I think they'll beat Notre Dame. I really do. I think they're a better team than Notre Dame. Once again, how do we know, man? How do we know how good these teams are? They're played, yeah. They, and then people graduate, and they have freshmen come in, and whether they're highly touted or not, are they really any good at this level? We don't know that yet. I'm probably the only guy in the country that's not – I have a strong feeling with the Ohio State coach. It's just something about him. I don't yeah. Something about Dave. Joe loves him. Yeah, I do. I'm, Joe I'm a Ohio State fan, though. So. Josh, I am, too. Okay. <laughs> something about him. Well, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, but I, I, I'll I, wait and see what, what you what hands out. All right, let's talk about the weekend you had at Weber Chevrolet. Well, it's still uh, August, not September yet, and we had – a great weekend. We have we've had a great month. This is going to be our best selling month since since COVID started this wow. September, and uh, and it, I'm I'm really happy to hear that. And it's going on in addition to us being the best reviewed Chevy dealer in a 500 mile radius and the best reviewed dealer group in the St. Louis area. Um, you know. Add that all together, it shows. I mean, that's why we're selling so many vehicles in this in this rough time, is that we take care of people, take care of people when you buy your car, and we take care of people when you're servicing it. That is Weber Chevrolet, WeberChevrolet.com. Two locations in Illinois, Granite City, and Columbia. Four stores in uh, Granite City as well, and of course, two seventy and out of the big store. And Skip, please tell folks. This time of the year, if you're credit challenged at all, please come by. Stop by. And we can take care of your problem. Just give us a shot. We're, we we have credit counselors that we do more than just put you in a car that, that runs. We we let you get a nice car. The interest rate's not going to cripple you. We, we help repair your credit for your future. i got a team at every store that does a great job with it. 
every store. Just ask for the help, and you will get it. Believe me. You'll Five years from now, you'll say, wow, am I glad, <laughs> you know, I did that. Don't go to the buy here, pay lot. Come to Weber Chevrolet. We can do it. We will fix your situation. All right, Skip, we will talk to you uh, Wednesday night. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Looking forward to it. Talk to you then. All right. The Weber Reports was brought to you by Weber Chevrolet. Hey, before we take out my first time out, don't forget about September 5th is the Afro-American, I said it right because it's on paper, Heritage Day. Afro-American Heritage Day returns to Bush Stadium on Monday, September 5th with the purchase of a special theme ticket fans will take home an exclusive, nice looking cap designed by the St. Louis artist and native Brock Seals. For tickets and more info, visit cardinals.com slash theme. Theme, we'll be right back. Hey, don't forget to reward yourself with the new Snooks Reward app. With Snooks Reward, you earn up 2% back on every purchase. It's simple. Shop, earn, redeem. Yesterday, that's right, after I left Mass, I went to the store. No, I was going by my brother's house. Go by my brother's house. Left my wallet at home. I wanted to have me some smothered steak and gravy yesterday. Wallet left at home, but I had my reward points. That's how I paid for it. Nothing beats that. Seth Close is here, Joe Davis. Somebody, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about Seth. You guys talked about us this morning because Dr. Rick won't be with us this week. COVID virus, coronavirus. And I know it was a personal thing with people. I've been doing a lot of checking. Did you get a shot? I did not. You did not? Mm-mm. I still think it's a personal. Why didn't you get it? It is disease. It is personal. 
Yeah, I, I was going to, and then I looked a little bit further into it. And uh, the age that I am, I didn't mm. know if it was worth it, mm. just because I felt like some of the things that I was hearing about, about heart compilations and mm. all these long-term effects mm. about these people getting it, I thought, you know what, for as young as I am, mm. I might as well, if I if I get COVID, then, then so be it, I'll isolate. Because you're young enough to recover. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I just felt like the long-term effects for getting the vaccine was more effective and danger me than, than just getting COVID itself. What about you, Joe? Um, I did not get vaccinated for a real long time until uh, I started dating my uh, girlfriend, mm -hmm. and she has twins who are five. So you if I wanted to be around her, I had to get vaccinated. She said you got to get vaccinated. Pretty much, yes. But mm -hmm. I was not vaccinated for a long time because I didn't, I didn't think I needed to be vaccinated. Early on in the COVID situation, I went out to lunch with some people, and I sat in the car in the middle seat next to this person, shared food with them and everything. They had COVID. I never got COVID. You never did, because you called here one day. And I had, yeah, I had to take off because I was in close contact, but I never got COVID. Yeah, they made him take off. They had come swab the station, station down. down and everything, yes. And never, I, I never caught it, so I didn't think it was necessary to get it. Because of my age, I got it. I got, my daughter, who's a doctor, mm -hmm. told me, my, my, my personal doctor said, get it. I got five shots. I got the two uh, shots from Moderna, Moderna. Then I got mm -hmm. a booster shot. Then I also got a flu shot. Now, they say now you can still get coronavirus with, yeah, with correct. shots. You can. But if you're a certain age, it helps you recover. You won't get that sick. If you, if so, you yeah. if I, say I get it, thank God, because I know people are still dying from it. Mm -hmm. I can still get it, but I'm, I got that extra insurance policy in my body, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, I have a family member who was fully vaxxed. had all five shots like you did, mm -hmm. and about two months ago— he had, he had COVID, and it was pretty bad. He was like, if I didn't have the vaccination, it probably would have been worse. Yeah, he said it probably would have been worse. Now, an athlete, I can understand if an athlete doesn't want to put it in his body. Like Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he didn't have to lie. But I can understand a career. I can understand. I get it. I don't want to. Put, but the teams were forcing them almost. But I can understand if you don't want to put something. Uh, 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 it's like being bitten by a snake almost. You don't want to put that venom in your body because it may mess up you the way you perform exactly yeah. yeah if i was if i was in your position i would take it just because i know that if i do like you said that if you do get it at least the healing process is a lot simpler yeah I'm whereas like about that. like with me right now mm -hmm. at my age i'm 28 you mm -hmm. know i'll, I'll fight that up. but then that age group now was catching it's it catching it like catching crazy, it like crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. all over the country 28 mm -hmm. age category and a lot of people don't realize the black community there's still a lot of people not vaccinated let me tell you something the first week we were doing the slop, the first week we did, the, when the corona got really mm -hmm. bad, it was this guy sent a text to Frank and said, black people don't get it. I right? remember that. They said remember black that? people weren't getting black it. Black people weren't getting it. They're <laughs> getting it more than anybody. Uh, it was because it wasn't that, it wasn't that uh, high in, uh, in Africa. Mm -hmm. And they thought that it was the sun that was killing it. So then people started just thinking black people want to get it. Just like this uh, monkeypox. Mm -hmm. it's, been, it's been segregated to yes. gays. Did you hear about that man who was diagnosed with COVID, monkeypox, and HIV all in the same yeah. day? And he did he die? No, he's still alive. Really? He's just nasty as hell, but he's really? still alive. <laughs> well, here's something that happened. When when AIDS first came out... They blamed it on the gay community, didn't they? They blamed it on gay. They said it started in Africa because men were making love to monkeys. Monkeys, yeah. They, they started like that. Now, Magic Johnson had it, had, he, he didn't have the 
He had the virus. Mm -hmm. And supposedly he went to... Dr. Sebi? That, that African doctor? African doctor. And everybody said, oh, you're doing this with him. And it's out of his body. Plus his wife never got it. Yeah, exactly. Cookie never had never it. Never got it. How do you live in the same household and you can make love? Of course, you got to have a protection on, but still. Uh, uh. I don't know if you do you anymore. If your count is uh, so low, I don't think you do mm -hmm. anymore. But I'm not 100% sure on that. Cause, yeah, cause we're I wouldn't say find out, yeah. But a lot of things, it's your body. I know people that are that are very sick that won't take it because they think it's going to make them worse. The COVID shot? Well, because they may have had cancer. Oh, yeah, that's time. understandable. Your but immune system is weakened already. Weakened yeah. already, so they don't want to do it. So we don't know. So you get a flu shot ever? <laughs> you don't have to. No. Never had a flu shot in my life. Never. 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 I remember being a little kid about, I don't even know, four or five years old, and me and my sister were uh, in the trials for a new flu shot, and one of us got placebo and one of us didn't. Mm -hmm. My sister gets sick all the time. I never get sick. Never had the flu. Uh, we used to go at like like once every couple months, and they would give us a shot and then a free toy. Mm -hmm. I remember it clearly as a little kid, but I've never had the flu shot besides if I got it or not. I don't even know if I, I get it, it every year. The worst flu I've ever had was like four years ago was after I had the flu shot. Really? Yeah. First shot. I, when I got the COVID shot, I didn't feel great that that next day. The first time I, had I got one. Horrible headache. Yeah, I felt I was terrible. In the air. <laughs> oh, I went home and, Bad idea. oh my god, I thought I had the flu. My biggest thing with people that are vaxxed, and now we know what after all the science that has come out about how you can still get the the uh you can still test positive for COVID, why push it still? Why do we still have mandates? Why do we still have all this stuff? Ching ching that's government government. Go ahead, John. Ching, ching. We can see yeah, through I that though. Money. Money. Go ahead, John. Yeah, how you guys doing? All right. Excellent. Okay, yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. How come you have a different name in the morning when you call? Randy. Well, that was, that was on the honor of Fort uh Randy over there, the player that traded Tampa Bay. Someone just kept calling me Randy. So, <laughs> oh, Rosarina? Just, Randy. Yeah, they kept calling me Randy. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about the okay, punter, too, with Buffalo. Uh, I'll go with that. So, anyway, Buffalo. let me ask you a question. Like, guys, uh, does, does Ali Marmel or, or Oscar or whatever his name is, does he win the manager of the year this year? I don't know. Ooh, uh, I don't know. He's doing a fantastic job. I don't he know is, but uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Who won it last yeah. year? Did the Atlanta Braves manager win? Who won it last year? Uh, who won it last year? He has a good shot. He should be. Oh, Dusty Baker won it last year. That's right. Good. With the, good. With no, the no. Uh, Astros. Did, did, that Mike, did that Mike Schlitzer, did he win it? Then he was fired. Wasn't he manager or, or was he a runner-up? I think Schlitzer won it in 2021. Did he win? Schlitzer won it in he won. I thought he won eighteen, but or nineteen. Marmol is a better manager than than Schultz. Yeah, he handles the ball club my, better. Yeah, that's goes my question. What, what's the difference between? I thought the the previous manager, the Schlitz guy. I thought he was more of a fiery Rara guy, but no, he never no, blamed. No, he never no, no. blamed the players no. or anything. He always yeah, he never that. blamed no. the players. That's correct. No, he never blamed the players. Oh. Ollie gets in their face. Ollie gets in their face, and he uses the entire lineup. Mm -hmm. Ollie. All of Tony LaRusso, he gets in the face, which I like. You don't care. Okay. Yeah. What about this pitcher that was having trouble and they sent him down to the minors? What was his name? Uh, he was the left-handed pitcher. Libertor. No, no, no. The other guy that gave up the runs. And, uh, Genesis. Oh, uh, Cabrera. Just sent down. Yeah. C Cabrera. Or is that oh, yeah. Well, what's wrong yeah. with that? What's wrong with that? No, I'm just saying. I mean, don't you want to build the confidence of the player? Why Did do you they want to send him down? 
they just they, sit him they, down. They, they, yeah, he did. The guy gave five runs, and then they said they're going to have to. What's his name? Who are you talking about? The left-handed pitcher. He's talking about Cabrera. Cabrera. Yeah, Cabrera. I mean, yeah. I mean, is that going to? Yeah, he was sent out. They brought up that Zach Thompson, I think. Well, did he deserve to be sent down? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, you want to build up his confidence. He's going to be. They're going to need him down the stretch. Why would well, you sometimes, want to well, no, 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 no. Sometimes you need to send players down when they're young. You have to do that sometimes. That's why Marmol yeah. Ali has been such a good manager. Uh-huh. Some guys but need I mean, that, man. You need then players need okay. wake up calls. Work on okay. his stuff. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. it can be a lot. Just a little tweak. Fix it before he comes back for the playoffs or something. Because the more you get hit in the major leagues, your confidence, confidence goes away. It's okay. all upstairs. Okay, do you, do you consider this a success of the Cardinals win the uh, division and, and, and peter out in the playoffs section? Yes. First yes, year manager? Absolutely. Yeah, I consider it a success. Success? Hell you yeah. got to take into account all the things that you hit. They weren't expecting the bullpen to be this bad. They weren't expecting not to have Yachty for most of the season. Pujols wasn't great that no. first half of the season. I mean, they had a, they had some things they had to work on. After Jack Flaherty is hurt. Flaherty hurt. Yeah. After the All-Star Steven break, Matz is we hurt. We need the league and run scores. Exactly, yes. And they're definitely going to win the division, so. He'll be a candidate. Yeah. There's no doubt. Oh, no, without a doubt, yes. yeah. The, my only worry is that they'll give it, because sometimes every now and then they'll just give it to the team with the best records coach. Like Dave Roberts might get it, because the Dodgers are doing so well. I don't yeah. know. So I'd like to look and see who got it, who has in the past five years. The one with the best record. Sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't. But I know some Dusty was a good pick last year. That that Mike was a Tyson, really good pick. There Mike Tyson is. Dusty. Dusty should have won it many, many years before now. So yeah, Shields won it in two thousand nineteen. Okay. Twenty twenty was uh Don Manningly and twenty twenty one was Gabe Kapler. And they were hmm. they didn't have the best records. The Giants had what, 107 wins. How many? 107. Yeah, but they go a lot of times. They'll go by the. Their uh, and then the AL season. was uh, Kevin, Kevin Cash with 100 wins. So yeah, you're right. Could be. They yeah. they take into account how your team did last year. If you if you are not good the previous season Absolutely. and then you turn it around, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. It Which depends. Is good. Yeah, and like sometimes it's because they added players. Sometimes it's because you got players in the off season that year, so you're supposed to be good. Um, I thought Dusty won. Did Dusty win in 03 the year the, the whole Bartman thing went down? Because I don't think they were that great before the year before. And then, Dusty won I don't know if Dusty's ever won one. I don't think he's ever. He's not, never won a World Series. I don't think he's won a manager of the year. He should have with this team. Dusty got the job in the first place because of the trouble they had with all oh, this cheating. He won in 2000 with the, the Giants. Giants. Okay. That's a long, long time ago. Long, long time. He's still going. That's when he had bonds, right? Yeah, oh, in 2000 had to be, yes. Hey, take a time out there. We'll come back. We'll talk about that punter. Should he have been cut? What was his name? Matt Ariza, I believe. Arazia, Ariza. I don't he know exactly. Him and his friends gang raped a 17 year old girl. Have you seen the photos? She's huh? all bruised up. They left her bruised and bleeding. Really? They said they gang raped her for 90 minutes. They kidnapped Good her, too. Yeah. They locked in the room. Yeah, crazy. They said they never, the NFL never knew about it. The Bills said they knew about it in in the lawsuit in July. But they didn't cut him. Nope. Ooh. Should you be cut if you're accused? Think about that. If you're accused, in the old mm-hmm. days, if you were accused, they didn't cut you. No, I think the uh, the general manager for the Bills actually, I 
he had some uh, interesting things to say. I can get the sound get for the when sound we come back. back. We'll take a time out. We'll be back. Brought to you by Snooks. Presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. When did we hear this or what was the timeline? Um, late July from her representative uh, spoke to Catherine and, you know, laid out some of the things that um, they were, you know, accusing Matt and others of. And at that time, you know, our process, you know, we we tried to be thorough and thoughtful and um, not rush to judgment. And it's I would say it's it's not easy. You're trying to put facts around a legal situation, you know, sometimes with limited information. And so, um, you know, ultimately, that's where we're at today with the decision. Well, was it released too too soon? I think after from what what I just heard, I think they did the right thing. I don't think I've had this conversation with a a couple of women, and I don't think you can just cut somebody off of an allegation. allegation. Exactly. I think you need to look into it. And the NFL, when they first found out about it, they may not have all the information that they were allowed to get, Mm -hmm. so they didn't know exactly what happened. I have no problem with them releasing him and telling him, hey, if you get cleared, we'll bring you back. But right now, we got to let you go because the details are too horrific to, even if it's close to true, we don't want to deal with the PR. So I get with, I have no problem with them releasing him. But, I, yeah. I appreciate them waiting and not releasing him in, in July when they first find out. Hmm. Which because, sucks because that, that's just the modern day. Exactly. Like, but what, you, cause what, exactly, because any woman can come up now. If, you're a, if you get drafted, a woman can just say, and they might release you too. And they might release you just off of that information before you, because you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. They did that. In the There's old no days. criminal charges yet. The police haven't decided to make criminal charges yet. It's just a lawsuit. Have they charged them yet? No, just, this, it's just a lawsuit. Just like the Deshaun Watson, no criminal action, just a lawsuit. But the the police are still investigating, so they may press charges, but not See, yet. Wait a minute. So they once it came back out and got po- polarized again, the police want to investigate it some more. If there had been Willie, Ronnie, or Jordan. Oh, he's cut as soon as they find out. He's cut. Especially a punter. And he's going to jail, too. Oh, yeah. If there had been a black guy, he'd have gone to jail. Mm -hmm. Immediately. My first thought was was about, what was that, almost 10 years ago now? When it happened at SLU, when they had all those players, the basketball players? They let him go right away. Well, I think three of them got kicked out of school and only one got to stay. Dixon. Right when he yeah, slew the basketball team. Oh, slew! I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, slew the basketball no, no. team. Yeah, because I had their father on yeah. the show one night. Uh-huh. He said they just without even checking around. A white girl's father found out that she was messing with a brother. Uh-huh. That's exactly. <laughs> yep. So I mean, that's how it started. So you got to get all the facts. I think you you have to get all the facts. What's worse, 
what this punter did or what Deshaun Watson alleged that done. This one, I mean, this one is worse in, in, in terms of what the investigation is or what the what the accusation is. But I don't that understand one, but here's, why they're not in jail. Yeah, why is it a lot? That's what I don't get. Why are you suing if it's, that's, I, I don't, don't get, get that. that part. Why is he not in jail yet, yeah. this punter? He should have been in jail the next day. You didn't beat the girl up. She got bruises. She got bruises. You kidnapped her. She was bleeding, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't know the facts, though. That's the thing. We don't know mm-hmm. if they're just trying to, maybe he was not involved in it, per yeah. se, but it's also the thing, like, if he was there, if he was present when it happened, then, and I get what you're trying to say. I understand. No, I, I think that he, he is getting some leeway for being white. I will say that, but I don't see why why they wouldn't just suspend him until the until the case is they have is, a commissioner exemplist. You're right. Why don't they them. use the commissioner exemplist? Mm-hmm. I don't get that. Why? Why they just immediately just I release agree. somebody when they're when the facts aren't even out there yet? And mm-hmm. and he's he's the big and like yeah he's a punter so not everybody knows. I didn't even know this dude's name. I'm not gonna lie, but it's just he he is by far the biggest name that was involved with that. So they're gonna and come the, hammer out. Like, but also technically the NFL can't punish him because it happened before he was drafted. Well, so they don't have they technically. They don't have the jurisdiction to punish them, but they can do whatever they want because they're going to say it's detrimental to the shield. Roger Goodell did that, I think, with the running back. Was he running back? Joe Joe Mixon? Yeah. Did that happen? I don't think Joe Mixon did anything. No, he just dropped to the second round. No, no, no. Who was the running back? It was Joe Mixon. a girl in college. That was was Joe Mixon. Mixon. Well, they tried to try him. They tried to pin that on him before he got to college. The NFL and the college got together Mm -hmm. with that. They tried to pin him Yeah. Yeah. Look that up and make sure I'm correct. But they try to do something with that. The NFL, with the laws that the college has, you can do something about that. I don't he never got any. suspended, though, or anything. Makes He's sense. a really good punter, though. That's the sad part. Yeah. Now, was it Henry Ruggs? The guy that killed the lady? Driving the car? Should he have been cut? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, no. that was more black yeah. and white, though. I don't know, actually. You got to go Should through the legal process. Should he have been cut? Yes. Mm. Should he have been cut? That's a great question. He straight up killed somebody though, and there were witnesses. He like did, that was, it was, that it was, was, it was kill. It was witnesses, but it wasn't murder. Should he have lost <laughs> his job? That. <laughs> did he lose his job? Technically, if you do something, either one of us do something with our job, fires. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Maybe, maybe not. But he's in a, I tell you what, 20 years ago, he wouldn't have got cut. I'm just telling you. Well, that's messed up. That's, he wouldn't have got cut. That's a messed up league, but that's that, that wasn't an accusation, but though, compared he, to the other two cases we were did discussing. Did he deserve to be cut because he killed a lady in a car accident? Yes. Or should he put on an exempt list? Mm. Huh. That's a tough This one. guy, this girl, allegedly called Arazia back in October while police were listening, and Arazia confirmed having sex with the girl. Even telling her that she should get tested for STDs. He did. Now, did they use, could they use that in court? I don't know. That's a great question. So I'm going to ask my attorney friend. Because I don't know if Rosenblum said the guy, I'm talking about Ruggs now, should he have been cut 
if they killed the lady. It should have been an exempt list. That's up to the team, though. But it's up to the commissioner, isn't it? Oh, if they cut him, then. They cut then, him then. immediately. Yeah, if they didn't cut him, then maybe they would have no choice but to put him on. But then he'd get paid. That's probably why they didn't want to do it. Uh-huh. But technically, should he have been no, that, that was no. Black and but, white what you, but what do you do? What are you gonna? That PR it would be terrible. Yeah, if, he killed a dog. You guys kept him on there. It wouldn't be about the lady. It'd be about the dog. Because you know, <laughs> that, that's always about the dog. That's what got Michael Vick in trouble. Exactly. It was, it was a dog. All right, we'll take a top of the hour timeout. We're gonna talk about Newt Ball, whomever. We'll talk about Lib Golf. We'll talk about. We haven't talked hockey. We'll talk. To do it, we bring up some hockey stuff. I don't give a damn about hockey, but you know I love hockey. <laughs> There's not much going on right now. But nothing much going on. Season is just around the corner. Yes, it is. Brought to you now, broadcasting live from the Snook Studio here in Kirkwood, Missouri. You can shop directly on the Snooks app. You can order food on the app. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, brought to you by Snooks, also Country Club, Bar and Grill. Let's go to my guest line. This portion of the show brought to you by the Pasta House Company. What's up, Joe Fresta? Charlie, how are you, buddy? We were talking off the air about a subject. I'm going to talk to you about it. Uh-oh. We were talking about okay. athletes that get in trouble, athletes that have even killed people. Get off. Right. Joe, you always got to have a good attorney, right? You sure do. Yeah, <laughs> Leonard Little. Yeah, Leonard Little. That's what I just said. Leonard he got Little. off. Um, 
Yeah, you have a good attorney, you can get out of anything. Anything. I don't care if it was 30 years ago, but 30 years ago was even tougher. Nowadays, and you know how the Rosenblums and people like that work. We were talking about the football player that killed the lady. He was speeding in his Corvette last year, Henry Ruggs, and uh, they cut him off his team. The NFL didn't cut him. The team cut him. But if he gets a good attorney, matter of fact, Rosenblum may be part of that case also because I think his <laughs> agent is uh, – I think I think I'm not sure if Rocky Arsenal is his agent, but like you said, uh, Joe, we can get off of anything if you got the right attorney, right? That's right, because you can do a lot of, uh, <laughs> you know, a sharp sharp lawyer can you know cut up a contract, uh, you know, mince up words, you know, yep. make make a word or a phrase mean this that, and everything. But it's really difficult nowadays because you've got you know you've right. got video op- opportunity everywhere with cell mm-hmm. phones and. Um, you know, city city cameras on city streets, and mm-hmm. people have uh, you know their 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 uh, door cams and all that ring cameras and whatnot. So it's even a little bit you know a little more difficult now because there's a little more opportunity for um, for uh, proof that uh, someone's committed a crime. That's what got Bill Cosby out of jail because someone. One of the attorneys said something that was wrong when they had his hearing, and he's at home free now. And it was he was accused. What? How many women was he accused of raping? About thirty. He was a lot. Oh 32. boy, lots. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, rape. And yeah. one and one of the women, he said he did. He said he spiked their drink. He admitted it. That's a shame. That's a dog. Technicalities. Technicalities. Sometimes that's what it boils down to, and it's. Uh... You know, like you said, a good a good attorney will get you out. Seth is here with us tonight. Joe Davis, of course, and of course I'm here. We haven't talked a lot of hockey in a long time. Let's talk a little hockey. Let's talk. Okay, sure, the, let's the talk blue. A little hockey. Not a lot going on right now, but we can uh, we can <laughs> kick it around. Okay, what what are what are the hockey players that live in the United States are doing? What are the hockey players that live in Canada? How are they facing this off season? Well, a lot of the a lot of players are in their respective either their hometown or 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 they've made residence and with with uh, the team they play on currently, and they're they're skating with. Uh, let's say they're they're similar to like a captain's practice in college, right? Where guys get together. So, like a Pat Maroon, who you know you know lives here in St. Louis in the summertime, he'll work out with a lot of the Blues players out in the Centene Center. You know, just out there. Uh, skating around with them and, and, and getting getting prepared, getting himself in shape for uh, training camp when it begins. Nobody goes into training camp anymore in any sport out of shape. You know that, Charlie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a round-the-clock business all year round. Um, it's a year-round job to, um, you know, eat right, be fit, work out, skate, whatever it is, throw the ball. Um, it's a full-time job now. You just You don't go to training camp to get in shape. All in all, really, what are the Blues' expectations this year? You know, we have lost some pieces, but as, you know, the, the uh, season progresses, you know, you always want to be optimistic and feel good about this team. But where do you think they stand so far? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're uh, compared to last year. They're not, they're, not, they're not the same team. I think they're subpar to last year. But, um, you know, we'll see how things go. You, you, you want to count on some of your younger players to step up. Um, play a little bit better hockey, take more of a leadership role, um, you know, be more of a 200-foot player, uh, hopefully mature a little bit more. Um, and then, you, of course, you see what you've got, and you, you go through, you know, uh, 
a lion's share of the season and that portion. And, and then you, the trade deadline comes up and you see how you can improve your team if need be. And then uh, you go uh, you go back into battle uh, going into the playoff hunt and hopefully you get in. So, you know, all you got to do is get in the playoffs. You know, it's everything starts, you know, everybody starts at zero, zero, zero. And, um, you know, anything can happen, especially with a hot goaltender. My guest tonight, of course, from the Post House Company, the great Joe Fresta. Joe, I sound like Frank now calls everybody Joe. Everybody great. great. Everybody's <laughs> great when he comes on Frank's show. Everybody's great. Everybody. But that's my guy. What's the weakest position of the St. Louis Blues today? Right now, I think I think um, the weakest position probably. I mean, it's it, they're they're pretty even up and down. I mean, their their weaknesses that they, is where they compare against other other teams. But um, you know, if I had to pick something, I would say it's probably on defense. If I had to, if I had to pick, the reason why I asked you that defense. question is because this team is not as good as the tight as the team we had last season. Is that correct? That is correct. And um, as we all witnessed with the Colorado Avalanche, um, everybody's looking for a Kale McCarr. <laughs> you can find one. <laughs> yeah. Go find one on the rock. The, the modern day Bobby Orr. So uh, good luck with that. But uh, yeah, he really set the tone for what what the future is in the NHL, and it's all about speed and agility and mm. and uh, skill and and um, you know the physical stuff's going away, and it's. It's um, it's just it's really become a high finesse, high speed sport. Joe, are you saying? Do you expect to see the Blues uh, catch up with the rest of the NHL and be a little bit faster? Well, I think I think they do, and I think they they probably only have maybe one player that can that can you know run with those guys, and that's that's um, Kairou. But um, as we all witnessed, we didn't. We didn't see him utilize his speed a whole lot in the playoffs, especially against uh, the Colorado Avalanche, where the, who the Blues fell to. Um, he was he was one guy that could that could skate up and down the. He had the ability to skate up and down the ice with some of these guys and, and maybe slow them down, throw them off kilter a little bit. But uh, you know he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't display that at all. So hopefully uh, he's learned a little bit about that. You have to be a two hundred foot player, meaning you got to go. You know, as hard as you go up the ice, you got to be able to turn around and come back the other way too. It's not not the most glamorous. You don't score many goals in that uh, department of the game, but uh, certainly, uh, if you want to become a complete hockey player, you've got to be able to do both. Nathan Walker was playing extremely well all last season, and he's in the fourth line right now, or projected to be. Do you think that as the season progresses or as the season begins, he'll uh, continue or he'll do better? Uh, with a higher line and then maybe bring down another player to uh, even out the, the lines? Yeah, I think he's he's in the same boat as a lot of players, some of these, you know, kind of on-the-bubble prospect-type guys. I mean, um, you know, they'll they'll be able to uh, – they'll, they'll all be able to compete come come training camp time, see – See what they're made of. I mean, there's there's a lot of walkers out there, you know, as far as the Blues are concerned. And, um, you know, I think it just boils down how well they're playing um, going into, you know, preseason from training camp. And then that last training or that last uh, preseason game, um, you know, if, if Doug Armstrong and, and Craig Bruby feel that they can 
you know, hit the ground running at the NHL level and help the club out, um, you know, they could, they'll, they'll certainly get a look and, and be able to be in the, in the lineup uh, come opening day. So what you're saying is you can see a few moves coming up with the Blues. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, uh, you know, I mean, I don't think it, it, it like we, we just talked, it, it's it's no secret they're, they're subpar to last year. And, you know, the other teams, they get the other teams get better during the offseason, too. And the Blues, I wouldn't say the Blues were a team that got better during the offseason. So they're a little bit behind the eight ball. And, um, you know, they're going to have to see what, what they're made of. Again, it's going to there's some question marks with some of these younger guys. It's going to, it's going to depend upon them stepping up and taking a, taking a bigger role and, and, um, you know, being, uh, you know, bonafide, you know, two way players in this league and uh, where they can help out, you know, both, both, uh, you know, up front, both, you know, production scoring wise and also on the defensive end as well. So, um, and then you come up against the uh, the trade deadline. You see where you're at, and then you you got to try to make some improvements if you if need be. The Blues have six free agents after this season. Who do you think stays? Who do you think walks? Oh boy, um, I think um, I think you might see Tarasenko go. I think he you know he's never taken that that trade. Uh, a trade request off the table. So I think he, he might be a guy that goes. Um, yeah, you just, uh, again, it just depends on uh, how the team does. And if, if, if they feel that the Blues are still a winner, still in contention, um, they'll stick around. And, of course, there's always a money factor as well. I mean, you know, money talks, and, you know, that's, that's what moves players around the league. Uh, free agency and and so um, you know if they have to weigh that out the money and what's best for their families they like to say and uh, you know what they're winning you know what's really important is if winning's really important they feel the blues are uh, you know a contender for uh, for for a Stanley Cup then uh, that may sway them to stick around Joe Fresta one more final question I'm gonna shift gears I want I had a couple yesterday talking about Actually, club hockey is something you used to be close to because many moons ago you tried to get a club hockey team back with SLU. Tell us about club hockey and how does it work? Well, club hockey is usually a it's a, a college hockey team that's not sanctioned by the by not really sanctioned by the school and not sanctioned by the NCAA. Um, they um, it's it's a team they put together. There's some pretty good club teams around. They're not they're not exactly NCAA Division One, but uh, you know they they get the opportunity to travel around, play other club teams around the the country or within their region of colleges. And um, just recently, we've had Lindenwood University go Division One, not only in hockey but um, but in all sports. Um, and um, you know they sort of made that jump, and it's going to be a really ex- exciting. Uh, time for for not only Lindenwood University but but St. Louis to see Division One hockey again uh, ever since the St. Louis University days back in uh, you know up until about 1980 I believe they they went to Sfunk so um, they're going to be up and rolling of course um, uh, Rick Zamba we had him on uh, our show on uh, Thursday morning had a good chat yeah, with him and that was good, good I think good he, guess. 
Huh? He was very oh, good. Oh, yeah, he was great. Yeah, he former defenseman for the St. Louis Blues. And, uh, you know, he, he kind of knew this was coming. He's been gearing up for it, trying to get some players. I'm sure he told some top recruits that, hey, listen, you know, you'll come in as a freshman. But, you know, hey, maybe by, you know, probably by sophomore, junior year, you're, you're going to be a Division One hockey player. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame St. Louis U didn't, didn't go back. I, I was involved with a development group who was going to turn the, the uh, St. Louis Armory downtown into an ice arena, to, a, to an arena, and uh, build a sky, skywalk across the highway to connect the campus to uh, the armory. And um, we presented the idea to uh, St. Louis U, and they didn't want anything to do with it. They just, we we, we kind of walked out of that kind of walked out of that meeting a little shocked to give it the fact that at the time St. Louis just had five St. Louis kids go number one and go, go in the first round of the draft. All they were thinking so, about was uh, basketball. Yeah. Well, that's, that's basically what it is. They, the basketball, uh, we'll, we'll call them the basketball gods down there. They, they don't want any part of a hockey team being, being anywhere near campus there. I, I don't think they want to compete with a hockey team, uh, especially one that's on campus. Um, and I think a hockey team would probably have uh, a better chance of winning a national championship than their basketball team. Joe, since you were brought to us about by the Pasta House Company, can you talk talk about the menu there and what you can, if you want to order something, what kind of food does the Pasta House have? Well, you know what, they've got, um, you know, we've got our you know, the pastas and there's some of the, you know, red sauce, white sauce, some of maybe a little more, a little heavier items, uh, you know, let's let's say for lunch, but you know we've got some greater lighter lighter fare too with with uh, you know a few different fishes. You've got the grilled salmon uh, with the, the 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 Italian peas and you know, broccoli, and you've got uh, the Sicilian grilled pesce, which is which is another fabulous dish, very light. Um, doesn't doesn't make you feel like you want to go take a nap after you uh, partake in a little lunch and. Um, you know, those are the. If you want to talk about lunch, I, those are those are sort of the go-to's. Um, they're just they're great dishes, and uh, won't won't uh, you won't leave uh, feeling uh, like you want to go uh, take a snooze. <laughs> and you know, you've got a lot of work to do the rest of the afternoon. Joe, didn't I see you post the other day about a, a gluten-free pizza from Pasta House? I did. Just came out. It's a cauliflower crust pizza. It's wow. fabulous. Mm. Um, yeah. I get, I I'm get them all the time because I, I try to stay away from flour. It's not, uh, it's not my friend <laughs> for a number of different reasons. Um, but, uh, it, it's really great. I mean, I, I, sometimes I, I'll order one, uh, to go and I'll bring it home and, and, and maybe have it for dinner. It's a little, it's a, a nine or 10 inch pizza. You know, it's, it's a decent sized mm-hmm. pizza, cauliflower crust. And of course you just get whatever toppings you want. And it's just like uh, just like any of our other pizzas there. And I'll tell you what, uh, Pasta House Company Pizza is probably oh. the best kept secret. It is. It is. I, the last time we did a remote in Ladue, the manager got me a meat lovers type pizza. I forgot what it was called. Man, was it good? And mm-hmm. your how come your large pizza are larger than most pizzas? Under <laughs> Joe, it was so big. With big pizza. Big pizza. Hey, we're just taking care of the customers, you know, just giving them what they want. <laughs> Great price. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of that, that those that that pizza recipe is my father's. Actually, he yes, had a, he had a, he had a pizza parlor before he got into the the restaurant business. Mamma mia! Right. Mamma mia! Mamma yes, mia! He did. All yep. right, 
Joe, we'll see you in the group. I'll be there. And I couldn't make it today. I had to go see the IRS. You know how that Ooh, is. You better go see them. Oh, yeah, you better go. <laughs> I would. It was almost like going to the John, but it was okay. <laughs> all right. Glad everything came out all right. All right. <laughs> see you tomorrow morning. All right. All right, boys. Take care. Joe Fresh to the Pastels coming. Don't forget now, September 5th also, the Cardinals going to have a mystery patriotic bucket hat. Labor Day Monday, September 5th, the Cardinals host the Nationals. That day, 25,000 fans age 16 and older will take home one of two exclusive Cardinal patriotic bucket hats. You won't know which one you will get until you walk through the door. So get a ticket or go online, Cardinals slash promotions. Luther Vandross, we'll be back. to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. This is the birthday of the greatest entertainer ever, Joe. Yes, Michael it is. Jackson. Michael Jackson. This is a song a lot of people don't know about, 2300 Jackson Street. That's where they live, this little frame house. They all live there. Yeah, their father whooped <laughs> their butt because he was supposed to. Thank you. Who's the, who's the crazier family, the, the Barges or the Jacksons? The barge, yeah. you know <laughs> the drugs. They whipped them brothers. <laughs> they whipped the, the whipped the grease out of his head. <laughs> Go ahead, D. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Back to the NFL and NBA. All right. Hey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> NFL, <laughs> the most, one of the most racist organizations in the country. They keep on chucking. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But everybody's still watching them. That's right. Yep. Hey, hey, Charlie! I wanted to ask you all: watch or keep up with any um, high school football? No, I, uh, I, I checked out the game the other night. Which one? As a matter of fact, when I was out Saturday morning, they gave me a sheet. The game I'm going to see though, CBC plays East St. Louis in three weeks. Yeah, that's gonna be a big game. I was watching. The, I was at the Vashon game. That was a good game. Was it? Yeah, was the, they play? The Vashon. Oh man, I'm trying. Who did they play? Was it Lutheran North? Yeah. No. Who was it? It who, was a uh, who? Who? Vashon. Who did who play? 
Rashawn played Kirkwood. Kirkwood, that's right. And they won on the last second in like the last minute. Time. Big, big run game, yeah. Jerry Macklin's team? Yep. Yeah. My cousin's the defensive coordinator for the Vashon, so I go something. to a lot of those games. Let me stop you right, right now. Oh, yeah? Let me yes, stop sir. You. Let me stop you right now. Vashon, those teams are okay, but they ain't like the PSL no, but, years ago. But, but the Vashon football back. program is coming back. They're coming They're back. They're definitely coming back. Thank you. And you know what's happening them come yeah. back? They've got some white people, Dan mm-hmm. Deardorff is included, that Helping help them. build fields around the city mm-hmm. of St. Louis, and they don't get enough damn credit. And they have a really good – what's the head coach's name? I'm drawing a blank on his name. He played in the NFL. For Vashon? For Sean. Hmm. What team? Yeah, he went to Mizzou, too. That's why, that's why it was such a big game. It was Jeremy Macklin and him, both of them. Will Franklin. Will Franklin. Oh, Will no Franklin. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, both of them played for Mizzou and both of oh, them played in the NFL. We got to get him on. Yes. Yeah. Joe, we got to get him on. Oh, yeah, we can yeah. definitely get him on. Get him on. You guys hear about yeah. that uh, Pennsylvania team that uh, can't, had to cancel a season because of uh, – it was, it was like a hazing scandal. Yeah, we talked they, about it here last week. You were here. It was this okay. Yeah, we talked about it last week. It was. You remember? The best. Well, I've been I've read I've read up a little bit on it more. And oh yeah. It's yeah, we it's pretty messed up. Game, yeah, yeah. Yo, huh? Go ahead, the D. Best game was Luther and North and uh, Hazelwood Central. That was that's the, the game, game I was thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah. What yeah. game was that? Hazelwood Luther Central. North. Uh-huh. Luther and North is good every year, aren't they? Well, they 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 okay, but they they they're getting better. They they yeah, really good now. They, gonna, they lost they their coach to the Smet. Now he went to the Smet, correct? Yeah, Carl yeah. Reed. Yeah. a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. the coach that's over there now. You talk to a uh, 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 coach, K. Du, uh, what is it? Wagner, Kyle Wagner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but you know yeah. the big yeah. game. The big game. This I'm gonna tell you what. East St. Louis plays everybody. They play this Saturday, CBC, mm-hmm. and on October 21st, they coming out here to the Smet. Isn't that something? But you got to give credit to those schools for letting them play also, D. Yeah, they are right. Well, you got to give them credit. The white schools, they'll come. CBC hey, is going to East St. Louis. Right. Right, yeah. Yeah, I give him credit. You gotta give him credit. There's never no, there's never no problems over in East in East Saint. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. It's good. Never any problems. They were there three years ago and lost by a point. And CBC mm-hmm. got the parents took the buses over there. They said they had a good time tailgating. Yeah, tailgating, and and they hung out. They hung out longer than they expected to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember right. it was real nice. Yeah, they had a good time. But yeah, I'm I'm following Luther North because my son plays for him. That's what well, what's his name? Dakari Hollis. He's the quarterback. Dakari. Okay, oh, okay. The quarterback. He's a starting quarterback, huh? Yep. You shouldn't have told us that. What's what's this? How big is he? Six one one seven. Oh, okay. I'll be, wait a minute. Let me write his name down. What's his name again? Dakari. D a k a r r i. On them Negro names. What's his last name? <laughs> Hollis. H O L L I S. <laughs> Dakari Collins. Okay. Six one. All right, Court. Neutral North. All right. I'll do yep. that. Yep. Burgundy and Yellow. Burgundy and Gold, right? Burgundy and Gold. Keep an eye on them boys. All right, I will do that. Thanks for letting us know. Call in every week and tell us about how he's doing. Oh, I definitely will. They play Blur uh, they play Blur Oaks this weekend. 
Play. Ooh, that'd be good. Actually. Oh, okay, good. All right, D, thanks yeah. for calling. All right, fellas, y'all have a good night, man. Always a pleasure. Baby O, what's up? Hey, guys, what's going on? What's happening? Nothing much. I woke up again this morning, so I can't complain. Okay. Man. Hey, did, uh, <laughs> did you see where San Francisco, the 49ers, has signed Garofalo to a one-year deal? Yes. To- yeah, you kind of knew that was coming. Did you? Yeah, I was going to say, is that that's just insurance or they're not – Impressed with Trey Lance or what's going on there? Insurance. You got to remember something. This man took them to a Super – was it one or two Super Bowls? He lost on a – Super Bowl in the NFC Championship. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So last year. So he just – his Oh, wow, that's injured. a big dip. Instead of making $24 million this year, he's going to go down to a base salary of $6.5 million. That's why they got him. With $10 million in incentives if he starts. Yeah. So also they don't have that much faith in Trey Lance. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Well, they didn't have a backup really good enough. No, they don't. They're pretty good. I, I don't blame them. That's a good move. 49ers got a good team. They do. And you Especially know something people say, that's that's going to put pressure on Trey Lance. So that might hmm. make Trey Lance play better. Really it might make, make him play better knowing that he has well, uh, most, a below behind him. Most teams wouldn't do that. Most teams do not bring a veteran quarterback that was the starter back. This is what right. happened in New England and Cam Newton. It puts more pressure on you than what you need. As soon as Trey Lance has one bad game, they're going to yeah. all be calling for Jimmy G. That's a, that is, team-wise, is a bad move. No, it's a good move, but it's not a good move for Trey Lance because he's going to be looking over his shoulder all the time. So will Debo Samuel when he's not getting the ball. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard you guys talking to, uh, talking to Joe, and, you know, Joe brought up something. Joe brought up some interest about the hockey players, and he was saying, you know, wherever the cities are in, they either working out or playing games or whatever. And, and, and of course, he mentioned about when they guys come in, come in camp. In most sports, they're in shape. Mm-hmm. That's why when I when I heard people talk about you know criticizing Chet Holmgren last week <laughs> because he got hurt, and you know this is what basketball players do. You know they play basketball. You know it's just unfortunate. It's just unfortunate that that he got hurt. I see where I, I see where Giannis is playing and overseas. In fact, him I mean, and Jokic had a game against each other. Yeah, and that was a really good game. Yes. Oh yeah. But I'm I'm gonna come back at you a little bit, baby. O. Chet has to be a little bit smarter though in the basketball setting. It's a pro am game. All these people are coming to see LeBron. They'll probably never get to see LeBron again. It's a fast break. Get out the way. Why even risk trying to break, try to contest a shot in a pro am game? Just get out the way. Yeah, but you know he's trying. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make a name for himself. He is. Also. I get it. Yeah, he doesn't mm-hmm. want people to think he's soft. But get out the way. Gonna need more meat on them yeah, bones. But you up. know what? LeBron James has made a lot of players look soft. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a big man, especially coming down the lane. Hey, you want to hear? You want to hear this stat from Giannis? The game he had yesterday: sixty-two points, twenty rebounds. 12 assists, 10 blocks, 3 steals, 0 turnovers, 20 for 23 from the free throw line. Oh my goodness. 7 for 7 from the three-point line. <laughs> so I you know, I don't know I don't that's know who he was playing against. That's amazing. But that's not that's not that is. Oh no, Bashan. Bashan would have beat him. They wouldn't let him do it. They just stopped it. <laughs> Any any team that's coached by anybody with last name Irons, they would they wouldn't have let they they wouldn't let him do Ooh, that. They played Belgium, Belgium. Yeah, and he plays for Greece, so they don't really have that much that much help. So he's doing all the work. Yeah, 
No. But 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 he's playing, you know. These guys, exactly. you know, I don't, you know, it's unfortunate. And, and no. Homer's size didn't have anything to do with him getting injured either. Everybody no. keeps talking about, oh, he's too small. People look at Anthony Davis weighs first, fifty pounds right. more than Homer. He first of all, all first of all, Homer is the size he's going to be. He's not getting bigger. He don't not, he don't need to get bigger. They said the same thing about Kevin Durant. You too little. He he couldn't bitch one thirty five. Right, but. Kevin Durant's not Chet. Kevin Durant can shoot over anybody. Anybody. Chet's gonna be banging in the post with grown men. I don't know but if he, he can do that. Game on, right? He's gonna have to play, play a better position. I don't know how much Chet is gonna be playing inside because he's a he's a pretty good outside shooter. I just can't see the coach putting him that. If you're seven foot, position. what the hell are you good for if you're not by the rim? Hmm. But you know what? It's a lot of a lot of seven footers are playing on the perimeter now, though. That's true. That's, that's because the game. Are, because like you said, so there is no like like Tuna, We always say. No true center in basketball right now. Never. No. They don't even call you know, him center. Joel and B could be one, but he plays far from the basket too. Sure. Yeah. So right. that's what Chet's gonna play. Love. I like Chet. He just weak. Central. Yeah, he's soft. He, the, he ain't gonna gain no weight. I like his weight like that. Yeah, Rudy Gobert is about the closest you probably oh, to no. center there. That's is the right biggest. Rudy. He ain't worth. A, he ain't worth a damn. Hall of Fame. <laughs> he's gonna get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, my God. He's a three-time Defensive what? Player of the Year. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. The Basketball uh, Hall of Fame. Yes. <laughs> you see what they do to Rudy? Yes. Every playoff, you see what they do to Rudy? They're they put bringing, him on the bench in the fourth quarter. No, they put him at the three. They, they, iso, yeah, they, they, they switch and, iso, and do ISO on him and then just blow right by him. That's why he's no good. He doesn't in have the, the foot playoff. speed. He, can't move. he has no foot speed. They know how to beat him. Hey. But he always managed to get defensive players. The Utah here. Jazz got three first round picks for him. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> Crazy. Minnesota, Stupid. nobody's talking about Minnesota. Minnesota's going to have a pretty good no, team. No, they're not. But Edwards, you don't think Edwards mm-hmm. can play? I don't think Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert Go, playing together is going to work. No. Because they're both big men? Because they're both soft. Yeah, they both they both soft. soft. They're both big seven footers <laughs> that are soft. It's not yeah, going to work. Carl Anthony, Rudy, Carl Rudy Anthony Towns Gobert. plays. He Car- plays a lot on the perimeter at all. He does, yes. That's, he's that's, why, that's why they got Gobert, because Gobert can't shoot. He's just going to play defense and get rebounds. The toughest guy on that team is Edwards. Yes. Oh, he's a, yeah, yeah, he, he's he's a grown, How he's long a grown you think man. He'll be in Minnesota? That's the way you make your case of them being good. <laughs> yeah, I don't, one more thing. I don't know whether it's – I didn't check the website that this came from, but I, just, I saw where a headline said Pascal Siavkin from uh, – Toronto has now requested a trade because he's not he's not happy what's going on there. Oh, I got to check the website and see how legit this is. Hey, hey baby, oh, when an yeah. NBA player requests a trade, guess what happens to him? He gets a better contract. He gets traded. No, he gets he gets traded on a better contract. He'll get traded if he wants to go. The players can, okay. the players run the league. Uh, but most definitely. And the league and the league is doing fine as far as financially concerned. Okay. You, you ever seen any advertisers pull their ass because players are requesting trades? All right, all right, baby, all thanks. Take care, guys. All right, we are. I'm not seeing what Baby O was talking about, but there has been talks about Pascal Siakam being traded. But every time it comes up, the Toronto Raptors are never willing to get rid of him. They, re- they put- I mean, they could have traded Pascal Siakam and re-signed. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, but they chose Pascal Siakam over Kawhi Leonard. I don't know why. So I mean, Kawhi was hurt. Like we haven't seen him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and Pascal Siakam was young at the time. And he said so. It made a lot. It made sense. And Kawhi Leonard sits since out too many games. Why would they? Why they draft Scotty Barnes then, though, in the same position? Because he's a better offensive. He's well, defense. He they both play, but he can play. Is, he's better offensive player than Pascal Siakam. Then they should have kept Kawhi. 
if they were going to do I that. Mean, I think it's just weird. By the reports, they Kawhi's will ask him for a lot of stuff. Yeah, because <laughs> he's hurt all the time. Plus, he wants yeah, what, what? he wants management. Yeah. How many games he can yeah. play? That's why they didn't want. Him. Everyone says the Clippers have the best roster, but they won't win anything. Paul yeah. George, Kawhi Leonard, John Wall, not gonna win a thing. He still wants uh, management on the games he plays. Yeah, Kawhi yes, absolutely. Yeah, he's every, not gonna play every fourth game. Eighty-two games. His knees, he can't handle it. That's why after running got no back to backs. He's not gonna play any back to backs. Hey, mm-hmm. they'll regret that. But, they better win because that new stadium's coming soon. It's gonna be new Memphis, Memphis, Memphis. Golden State. Oh, in the Western Conference Finals. Man, I don't know if Memphis is ready yet. They're still not ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got they're one or two players behind. It's gonna be the Lakers. What? It's gonna be the Lakers. You think so? If you, unless Russell Westbrook is on the roster for the entire year, you see what they're gonna. That's do the only with, thing that's gonna keep them from winning. You see what they may do with Russell Westbrook? Trade him to the Pacers. Trade him to the Pacers or cut him and just pay him. Yeah, or they got to negotiate a buyout. Yeah, that's what and they just, just do. send him home. Which would be amazing. That's a that's mind boggling. What's his contract over forty million? It's like 40, 40, 40, He's like top five next year in salary. Guaranteed money. Go home. Lake, Lakers ain't gonna make it. They don't got enough depth. Oh, I don't no, think. No. Yeah, they'll be okay. They're yeah. gonna make. They got, you don't think they got LeBron James and Anthony Davis? AD gets hurt all the time too, though. If he, if he was healthy yeah. during the bubble year, and it was just fine. But AD falls in that category. Those a, guys you were just talking about, though. AD gets hurt just as much and is and is just as injury prone. And LeBron's going to be injured too. Forty-seven million. There's, He's due forty-seven million. I bucks. can't believe how many people are picking the Lakers to be better. <laughs> they, they will be they, better. Patrick Beverly well, is an improvement. It's hard to get worse. They yeah. got enough. They got enough room now for next year. When they can, uh, they'll have uh, be able to give a supermax to, uh, Col- Kyrie, to Irving. Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving to by making that trade to get Patrick Beverly. So and Kyrie know he's going. And you got to think about Kendrick Nunn didn't play last year. He'll play, so they'll have another point guard. Mm-hmm. They'll be fine. Yeah, but Lakers they lost be Malik good. Monk. He was a huge. Uh, no, he, uh, he was like their. He was their, what their third best player. Yeah, that was the problem. That was the problem. That was the problem. Oh, he was good. Way. Yeah, if he's your third best player, you're in trouble. Yeah, he's a good he's a good six six man type player, but, yeah, yeah. but he was he started way too many games. Plus no he, defense. Plus, he's not a Laker. You know, he don't get that aura of Laker. Right. You're right. He's That's the problem Laker. with the Lakers the last few years. They, don't have a Laker. they keep signing people and they don't get They're that Laker, Laker feel. Now, Absolutely. I tell you what, Patrick people Patrick Beverly can't play like he used to. He's still a nasty. It's not about what he. It's not about him playing. Is what he they need. It's the that table. attitude. Oh my it's that God. if Anthony Davis. In the first quarter, has I mean, in the first half only has three points and seven rebounds. Patrick Beverly's not going to let that happen. And he's going to say, "Man, don't you get hurt exactly. anymore, you punk." Exactly. That's how he does. Because there's so many games where Anthony Davis will have 27 points, 10 rebounds in the first half, and then he'll do nothing in the second half. Patrick right. Beverly's not letting that happen. All right, folks, thanks very much for joining us. Don't forget tomorrow night we'll it'll be post dispatch night. Jeff Gordon at about six thirty. Nice. Benjamin Hockman six fifteen, but Benjamin Hockman. Loves to talk about the NBA. Yeah, I didn't realize he covered the NBA before. Yeah, he's with Denver. Yeah, that's awesome. He likes it. I, like, likes him. I like, like that team. He likes the Lakers a little bit. Don't count the Lakers. Let me tell you what. It's LeBron. You can't count him out. A franchise like the Lakers, you can't not let them fall off. Yeah, Genie, get it together. You're right. If Kobe was alive today, it would be a different franchise. You think? The, the brothers destroyed the team. Her brother destroyed the team. Oh, her brother destroyed the team, yes. He destroyed the team. But they, I mean, 
Kobe didn't help out too much either by taking that huge contract when he knew he couldn't play anymore. That kind of and, and they gave it to yeah, him. just gave it to them. Yeah, they did. They said, "Here gave you go. You did him. so many good things for us. We're going to pay you big bucks that we never did before." They couldn't, they couldn't sign anybody. And then he tore his Achilles, that. so then it was just wasted contract. You're right. And then if it wasn't for LeBron, they'd probably still be terrible. Because mm-hmm. if LeBron didn't chose to go to L.A., who they'd have what Brandon Ingram right now. That's about it. If Julius Randle. Have you seen Brandon Ingram lately? Looks homeless. His hair. <laughs> you see the beard? Yeah, he's balling. Looks like a wild man. But, oh, man. Hey, that means all he cares about is basketball right That's now. <laughs> I wish they wouldn't have got rid of him. Yeah, I, I, got, really I have a theory. People like that and Kevin Durant, they need a woman in their life. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant especially. You see, he, you see who he hugs after every game? His mama. His mama. But you see his hair. Oh. His knees always ashy. I told you a woman's not going to let you walk around looking like that. When Kevin Durant gets up in the morning. <laughs> he's ready to go. He's ready to go. I don't even know. He brushes his teeth at him. He's he ready to go. That's Maybe. the only brush in his house is a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. It's That's it. That's the only brush it's in ridiculous. Kevin Durant's house. I can get it if it, was, if it was if he was still young, but he's 33 years old now. Like You got plenty of money. Yeah. You can get a comb. And you can't go to the barbershop because you're going to mess up the barbershop. <laughs> and they're going to clap. Remember that Martin show they had? Did you see the Martin reunion? I haven't recorded it. I didn't oh, watch it all. See it. I, seen, I saw Marla Gibbs was on there, and that's the only part I saw. They did a special thing to Tommy because Tommy died uh-huh. in 2016. They showed the one episode where uh, Kyle, Kyle cut his toenail and then knocked Jeannie out. Did you see oh, that Oh, yes, when they were spending the night at the yeah. apartment and <laughs> flung it, hit it right in the forehead. <laughs> Oh, My good. favorite Tommy one is the GTD when he oh. was in the courthouse. Oh, and it's like, what does GTD stand for? <laughs> Got the draw. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, that court scene was one of my favorite episodes. All right, folks, you know you're listening to some brothers. We'll right. see you tomorrow night. <laughs> On behalf of Seth Close, Joe Davis, I'm Tuna, Dr. Joseph yes, Davis. Sir. We'll have fun tomorrow night. See you.